believe in is, is, is for us to go farther, you know? Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. So many ills in the world, we need a safe space. Safe. Emotions just rise and try not to hide them. We need a safe space. Safe. We want to vent, but we can't. We need a safe space. Safe. Keeping it real with Jigga J. Bringing that safe space. Safe. Feeling all type of emotions held hostage. I can't get them out. Nah. Nowadays, things get personal. Why we can't just work them out? From mental health to a bottle. Damn. From a bottle to a model. Damn, the addiction is real. Since we've been on full throttle. Men, I know we need to talk. I know we tired of the silence. Women, I know you need love. But gotta start compromising. Meet each other in the middle. But no middle man like Malcolm. Need to improve, air our issues. But we need a safe space. So many ills in the world. We need a safe space. Emotions just rise and try not to hide them. We need a safe space. We want to vent, but we can't. We need a safe space. Safe. Keeping it real with Jigga J. Bringing that safe space. One of the reasons why I created this show was because I wanted to create a space for me and others to feel heard and to be open and to be able to be ourselves without any judgment behind it. A lot of people, me included, have a hard time wanting to be ourselves around everyone uh, a lot of things like social media and society as a whole and even family even your peers they can sometimes make being yourself extremely hard and I, my role making this show was to be that person for the listener that I always want for myself and that's just a person that is going to allow you to be who you want to be without feeling like I'm going to judge you for it because I always want to be myself every day I want to be myself to everyone because I know I can do what I can to make the next person happy make the next person feel good about themselves and I don't have to know you. You don't have to be my friend. You don't have to be family. But I know I'll do my part to make someone else feel good for being who they want to be. Episode one of the Safe Space Podcast. Let's get it.
before we go any further, did you go and like and join my Facebook group? Oh, you didn't? I'll wait. I mean, while you're at it, you might as well share the episode too. Alright, I'll leave you alone. Let you get back to the pod, I guess. Man, we are finally here. We finally got the first episode of the Safe Space Podcast up. Got it running. We got it going. I am excited. Um, not even gonna lie, I'm a little nervous, but I know that I've been trying to get this started for so long. Um, I've really just been trying to find my way in my life over the last year and a half, two years, and really just trying to find time to have uh, this podcast going. Uh, I actually had a podcast before, uh, as some of you may already know, um, that was actually really a really good podcast. It's actually relatively similar to what I'm doing now. Um, It was with my boy, Excel. Shout out to you. Um, It was back in North Dakota. Uh, I uh, about a year now. I've been in Michigan. Uh, is actually where I'm from. Um, but like I said, got this show going. Um, I'm very excited, very very excited to get it going. Um, like I said before, this show is uh definitely very sacred to me. Uh, this is becoming my baby. <laughs> I really want this show to really hit home for a lot of people uh i'm really here to express a lot of my feelings a lot of my emotion uh, a lot of what's on my mind um but hey how can i make this space safe for you without telling y'all who i am uh, again i'm the host Justin Tyler Farrell. Uh, a lot of people call me JT. Uh, got that nickname in the sixth grade, uh, and it kind of just stuck. I mean, it's just my initials. Ain't nothing crazy. But JT. Everybody calls me JT. Uh, mostly just friends. Uh, most obviously, my family called me Justin. I don't think they called me JT once. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like I said before, I. From Michigan, I live in Michigan now, but I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, spent some time in the South. I got family in Alabama, uh, some family in uh, Tennessee, uh, but I spent the majority of my childhood in Detroit, Michigan. Um, I am the only boy of four siblings. Uh, I got two older sisters and one younger. Uh, I was raised by both parents. Uh, my dad recently passed away. Uh, rest in peace to my dad. Amazing man. Amazing man. And I have also an amazing, beautiful mom. Uh, she's alive and well. Thank God. Um, she's definitely uh, taking the reins and making everyone know that, you know, she's still present. She's still here. Uh, definitely appreciate my family. And I know I wouldn't be here without them. Uh, uh, my, I guess my parents were in my life, but I always had to kind of step up and, you know, kind of be the man of the house type of thing. Uh, but, you know, 
with being a man, you have certain like gender roles, quote unquote, but uh, also being around a lot of women, I've learned to be in touch uh, with my emotions quite a bit. Uh, and I mean, I had no issue with it. Uh, it could be sometimes be misinterpreted, misunderstood. But uh, the older I've gotten, the more I've learned to uh, control them in a sense. Um, there'd be times where it could get out of hand, but uh, it's never to the point where I'm doing something that I regret. A little bit more about me. Um, I am 29 years old. Um, I am married. I have one child and one puppy. A beautiful family, uh, not to brag, but love them to death. They are all crazy and they are all women. So I left one house full of women into another one. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of my life. And you know what? I've just embraced it. And I don't know. I'm taking it for what it is, I guess. So uh, there are plenty of reasons why I started the show. Um, one of the reasons I started was uh, because I know that. People, sometimes people need that one friend that's going to help them speak up. And and I'm trying to be that inspiration for them to speak up. Um, I know there's a lot of people um, that really just have a hard time just getting the words out of their mouth. And even if they get as far as getting the words out of their mouth, they tend to say something wrong or they end up allowing their emotions to speak for them and it ends up being something that they regret. Um, that's why I think I'm here. I'm here to kind of not only make this space feel comfortable enough for you, the listener and the guests that I have uh, to feel open, but to also like you feel your emotions, but enough to where you learn to control them and you're able to react to certain things in a way that is a little more on the mature end and not, you know, just kind of saying and doing things and not thinking about the consequence. Uh, nobody wants to keep making the same mistakes over and over or making mistakes that you can't come back from. And I've had my fair share of those situations and I've learned from it. And honestly, everything that I've ever learned in my life up until this point is what I plan on putting into this show. So, yeah, this me speaking up and saying everything that I want to get through to the next person hopefully plays as inspiration for one of you that feel like you can't speak up to your spouse or you can't speak up to your best friend or you can't speak up to that that boss or that co-worker that you know that's kind of bothering you or you just feel like what you have to say is a little too sensitive and you're not sure if they can handle it i want to help you get to a situation mentally that you feel like is going to be in the best interest of everyone in that specific situation for you to say something and say it in the appropriate manner. Uh, reason number three for me starting this podcast is uh, I 
I truthfully believe from the bottom of my heart that my calling more than anything, my reason, my my reason for being who I am today, my purpose for living as a whole is to to help the next person, to make the next person smile. Um especially when they don't want to, when they don't have that energy, when they don't have that motivation, when they are going through hell and hot water to just get out of bed or to, you know, say good morning to a friend when they wake up or, you know, to get up and go to work. Like I want to be that person that is going out of my way to help them because I know for sure I would love that. I would want that. Um, and I mean, that may deem me a people pleaser. I may be that. That's fine. Um, I just ultimately love seeing people having a big smile on their face and me being one of those reasons. And shoot, it honestly, it don't even, I don't even have to be the reason. If they're just happy and laughing and they are on top of the world, even if it's for three seconds, it's like, my heart's happy. I feel really good about everything. I feel good for them. Seeing them happy makes me happy. Um, and like I said, it could be a stranger. It could be somebody I don't know at all. And, or it could be someone that's as close as possible to me. I just know that helping another person out of a bad situation or helping someone in a good situation into a better situation in any way possible. is why I'm doing this show. And um, the last and the final reason why I'm doing this show is basically it's playing the role of my therapy. Um, and honestly, it could play the role for therapy for a lot of people. Um, therapy is expensive, man. Uh, it's not, and it's not necessarily for everybody, even if you can afford it. You may not find the right therapist uh, in your area. Uh, it may take a little travel to find the right person. The chemistry may not be there. Um, it's just a lot that you have to kind of take into account that comes with therapy. It's not just you going and talking to somebody and they know all the answers right away. They could have all the degrees in the world and be the, you know, making top dollar doing whatever a high-end therapist would do, and they still wouldn't fit in your life the way you would want them to. Um, and that's why I think it's best for me to do this podcast. Um, I just need to get out everything that I feel and what I think. Uh, I mean, sometimes it could be a little intuitive. Um it could be a little bit, uh, uh, a little deep, a little overheads. And sometimes it could be childish. It could be silly, but I know for sure that when I get done with every episode I plan to make, and I plan to make a, uh, quite a bit, um, I'm gonna feel great. I'm gonna feel amazing. Um, and I hope I get the feedback that I think I'll deserve because I'm, I hope and pray that I get the touch people, whether it's one person an episode or a hundred of people an episode, like 
if I get to touch somebody or I get to say something that hit home for somebody and they can, you know, say thank you to me for just just talking. That's all I'm doing. I'm just talking. And th- that would just feel great for me. That would, that would be amazing. That would be a bit me me feeling closer to feeling like I'm changing someone else's life in the slightest way possible because I ultimately me ultimately want to change my life for the better. And that's why I want to start this show, and I'm happy I did it. All right, before I get to my next segment, uh, I want to get give a shout-out to everyone who has already liked my Facebook group, who has already followed the Instagram. Everything will be uh, up and running very efficiently i'm gonna be posting uh probably every day um uh, probably a couple times a day keeping everybody in tune with what's going on i'm a huge communicator so get used to me saying pretty much everything in between i mean you don't get this with celebrities so uh, i'm not i'm not calling myself a celebrity at all not even close i just know that my success with this which i'm going to work hard to get to is solely on y'all back and i'm going to keep doing what i need to do to keep y'all interested and hopefully it'll get you interested enough to pass the word and you know i'm going to appreciate it i'm going to appreciate everything that comes my way during this road uh but i know that I do want to thank everybody who's supported so far. I haven't actually dropped this yet, but when I do, I pray and hope that y'all enjoy everything about it, especially enough to pass it around to the next person because everyone needs to hear a little bit of this. And I definitely want to be able to help as many people as possible. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get to my next segment, which is going to be my final segment for the first episode. Since this episode is really about getting to know me a little bit more, I had uh, quite a few people ask me uh, one question that they had in mind to help me explain who I am a little bit to everyone who plans to listen here. Um, My first person I'm going to start with is actually my baby sister, Jess. Hey, girl, what's up? She asked me, uh, what's my top five artists slash albums? Um, the way I went about it is I'm just going to name my top five artists and I'm just going to name my favorite album from that artist. Makes it a little bit easier to break down. Um, and number five, I, I kind of cheated a little bit. Uh, I got J. Cole and I got Kendrick Lamar. It's very, very tough to choose between the two of those. Uh, and we, and she, since she said artists, I'm taking everything into account, not just the, the way that they rap or the sounds of the music as a whole. And I couldn't choose. So I got them both at five. My favorite album from J. Cole is 2014 Forest Hill Drive. It's a classic. And from Kendrick Lamar is Good Kid Mad City. Very cinematic album. And I love albums that tell a story. So that took the cake for me. And number four, I got Lil Wayne. 
he is actually my favorite rapper to exist. Um, I mean, I've been a fan of his since I was little, little, since he was little, little. Uh, he actually makes me feel old that he's still rapping now, and I don't like the feeling of feeling old. Um, my favorite album, actually, it's a mixtape of his that I like, and it was No Ceilings. No Ceilings was on a loop. It's still on a loop nowadays, so that's my favorite from him. Um, and number three, I got Drake. got Drizzy. Um, I mean, he's kind of, I guess, quote-unquote fell off uh, as of late. He's been kind of making some controversial albums, not necessarily on the political side, but his uh, his lane that he's kind of driving in. Uh, not a lot of people are fans of it. I personally don't have an issue with it, but I know a lot of people do based on what he's been giving the fans for basically the duration of his career. Uh, my favorite album of his is Take Care. And that album... Not only is that album amazing, but it's nostalgic. Um, takes me back to 2012, and I swear, I, that's all I listened to if it wasn't for the person I have at number one, which I'll get to. Um, and number two, uh, Kanye West. Love, love, love the artist that he is. Um, everyone kind of is indifferent with him based on his antics outside of the studio and shoot even sometimes in inside the studio but i know as an artist kanye west is one of the greatest to ever do it and uh i definitely applaud everything that he has brought to the game uh, my favorite album of his is graduation very tough very tough to choose but graduation is also very nostalgic for me uh, me and my best friend, Jason, I swear we would sit and listen to that repeatedly, playing video games or uh, I don't know, just playing football outside or something. We had that album on the loop just over and over. Uh, and number one, uh, if you know me, you already know this answer, The Weeknd. Uh, it's not a surprise at all. Uh, I love everything this dude puts out. Uh, I'm actually going to his concert uh late july i think so and it'd be my first time i've been a fan of his since before everybody knew about him and i'm finally going to a concert i can't i don't even know how i'm a true fan if i'm just now going to his concert but it is what it is i'm going and i'm gonna make myself official my favorite albums because i have like a two-way tie i'm, I'm cheating again <laughs> is a trilogy which was uh, his first uh, technically his first album and Kissland. Uh, these were his first two albums to come out and kind of get his, his name, his voice out there. Uh, and it was also tough to choose from because a lot of his late work is some, some of his best work. And uh, that's my top five artists slash albums. Question number two comes from my boy, Seth. I worked with him at a uh, Mexican village. <laughs> A uh, little restaurant there in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, not the greatest of places to work, but I mean, I met a lot of, a lot of great people at that job. So shout out to Mexican Village for, for that at least. But Seth asks, uh, if I was in a last meal situation, what would I have? Um, 
for those who don't know, like if if I was to be on death row for whatever reason and they offer me my last meal, what would I have? Pretty simple for me. Uh, I'm not hard to please. Uh, um, I would have Jets Pizza. That's exclusive, I think, to Michigan. I I don't know if any other state has Jets, but it is Detroit-style pizza. But I know there's been Detroit-style everything all over. Um, that, that would be the first thing, though. I would get their deep dish, probably with extra sauce and uh, bacon and, and cheese over it. Man. And the garlic on the crust. Oh, my goodness. Anywho, I will also have soul food. Um, I'm huge on soul food. My favorite like category of food, soul food. Um, probably fried chicken, candy yams, homemade mac and cheese, greens, dressing, cornbread. Oh, goodness. The salad that makes me go to sleep. And... You would think I'll wash all that down with water. Nah, if I'm on death row, I need me a captain and coat. Please go ahead and finish it off with that. I'll wash it down with that. All right. To question three, uh, my mom, shout out to you, mama. I love you. Um, she asked me my dream career. Um, actually, that has changed. It seems like every year of my life has changed based on whatever circumstances I was in. I believe, though, I'm actually living it. Uh, I'm currently a coach and personal trainer at my gym, CrossFit Nova in Nova, Michigan. And I love it. Uh, I love it with everything in me. Um, and I also think that even though this is not technically a career, but me doing this podcast and getting my voice out to do my best to help the next person. Is ultimately my dream also. So that's a part of my dream as well. So my next question, it comes from Ty Casey. Ty, it's been forever since I even seen you. I feel like we always miss each other when uh, I come to the gym and work out. Uh, you'll be out of town and you'll pop in and I would not be there or something. Anywho, quick story time. My first ever muscle up on the rings was actually because of Ty. He uh, did me a little uh, a solid and just coached me up. So I was working on it and did whatever he could to get me to get my first one out the way. And now if you've been paying attention to my personal IG, you see me doing it all the time now. It's kind of like the moment I started, when the moment I got one, I just won't stop doing them anymore. So. Shout out to him for getting me that first muscle up, and I just can't stop doing it now. So appreciate it. But his question was, if I had one question to ask one person, whether they're dead or alive, what would that question be? Who would that person be? And why would I want the information from that question? I'm going to be honest. This is kind of tough. Um, the only answers I could come up with is either my dad or Kobe Bryant. And unfortunately, they're, they both passed away and they're both my role models. Uh, two of the two men that I grew up looking up to for every reason possible. Uh, the good, the bad, 
them both showing humility at times, but both having moments of of weakness and doing things that they, you know, could have regret or maybe they have regretted and ultimately growing up and learning from those mistakes that they made and being better off and be seeing all of it from both of them. I mean, I didn't know Kobe personally, obviously, but me seeing that he was able to get, you know, himself in a situation and ultimately get out of it a better person and everyone saw it. And that was amazing to me. And it was essentially the same thing with my dad. I got to see whatever he went through and the mistakes that he made. And he came out a better person because of all of it. And he didn't just, you know, ball up and give up on life because of making mistakes that, you know, potentially could have changed mine and others' perspective of him. Uh, but back to the question at hand, what I would ask the both of them, it would actually be the same question. Um, I would ask, what was the driving force that made you the man you were? I say that, I, I guess I answered that quite a bit. They both were amazing at what they did. Um, Kobe, obviously, was an amazing basketball player. But not only that, when he retired, he became the face of what you want a dad to be. And he also was about to be knee deep into his second career, which is essentially just entertaining. Uh, he ended up winning a, a Oscar for uh, his, his short film that he made. And he was all over news for the right reasons. And like I said, he earlier in his career, he had something that made his his public image not look great. And I knew from that point on, you could see it like he kept making himself look better by simply being better. And that's all a mindset because being humiliated and I mean, essentially humiliating himself publicly like that and being such a, a public figure the way he is. I'm sure it was tough on his mental and he found a way to push through and I would love to know how he got that, you know, Mamba mentality, not only on the court, but off it and same with my dad, I see him become the best dad ever, ever. And I'm, I'm biased. Sure. Um, but he was definitely the guy that set the tone for how I plan to be with my child. And if I have any future children, shoot, even with my dog, like um, I take care of family first. And uh, I mean, I take care of myself too. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, I have my times of being a little selfish, but everything I do is for my family. And that's because my dad. So that's something that I would ask him. And the next question come from Austin Berg, my boy Austin. Uh, went to Valley City State with him. Uh, that's college in Valley City, North Dakota. Um, yeah, that's my dog. He ended up joining in the uh, CrossFit gym also. So we got a lot closer at the gym than we did in college. Didn't know uh, each other much in college, but when we joined the gym, he became real close with me. So 
Shout out to Austin. Uh, his question is uh, advice for a person considering moving far away from home. I'm actually happy he asked this because I, I think I'm one of the good, like the best people to ask. Uh, I moved away from home to northern Minnesota at the age of 18. And my dad kind of put me in the situation where he was like, hey, it's time to grow up. And I mean, I'll help you as much as I can. Uh, your mom is going to help you as much as she can. But this is the best option for you to grow up uh, and learn to make your mistakes. And I know that we raised you well enough to not make too big a mistake that you can't come back from. And going away from home was probably the best decision I've ever made. I mean, I wouldn't be in the position I am now if I didn't move away from home. But the advice I would give to you, Austin, is first, you should probably visit that specific place or even a few places um, that you would consider to live in the future. Uh, get a feel of the place. Uh, figure out all the amenities where you would want to live and even uh, on the outskirts of where you want to live. 15, 20 minutes outside of that. Uh, see if these places are places you could fit in properly to. Like if they're kind of your vibe, if they're kind of like the people that you've grown up around. Um, that's something you kind of want to, you don't want to necessarily go to the same kind of place that you just left in a sense. If you go move away from home, uh, I suggest you look for somewhere at least slightly different because if you're just going to be just like home, what's the point of leaving? You want to, you, you want to have some sort of variety in your life. Also, I think you should have a valid and thoroughly thought out plan. Uh, make sure that you know where you want to stay, when you want to move, how much money you gonna need for the move, because moving is expensive, dude. Me moving back to Michigan was crazy expensive. And I mean, it may be less expensive because it's just you, but it's it's still relatively expensive. U-Haul does not play and gas is crazy right now. So <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, the last reason I would say is, um, I mean, the last bit of advice would be to be open minded. Don't you got to you got to open your mind to different things. I kind of said that in the first point, but it's, it's true. You have to make sure that your mind is open to different things, diversity, like different kinds of people, different kinds of culture. A different kind of environment. Um, yeah, you can find places that kind of remind you of home. But like I said, if you want it to be home, you would be home. The point of you moving away is to see what the world has to offer for you. And in order to absorb it, absorb it properly, I think being open minded is the best option. And for the next question, it comes from. And my dog, and I ain't seen you forever. I miss you. I hope everything is good. I'm not sure. Are you in Nebraska now? I think that's where you are. I think that's where you were last. Uh, but check in. Shout out to you. I miss you. Hope everything's good down there. Um, 
your question was, uh, what's three things on my bucket list? Uh, this actually took a little bit of thought because I haven't like revisited my bucket list in a minute. So I just kind of picked three random ones. Uh, number one, um, I would love to go to a important sporting event. So like the Super Bowl or the even a playoff game for any sport and uh, college football, something like that, like a big sporting event that probably break my bank a little bit, but it'd be all worth it because of the experience. Uh, number two, probably travel to all 50 states. I've been to about like 20, I think. But that's I still got plenty that I want to go to and not just drive through them because I've driven through quite a few. But I want to actually stop and have some sort of experience. I know a lot of different people do different things that kind of, you know, symbolize them going to the different places. Like my mom actually told me she has a map where she gonna take a picture and put it on each state when she took a picture in that state. I may not necessarily do that, but I definitely want to find a way to visit all 50 states. And uh, the last thing would be to become a millionaire within five to seven years. And yeah, that's kind of like a dream, I guess. But I think that if I keep my head strong, actually, when I keep my head strong, when I continue to do all the work that needs to be done, and uh, have sacrifices here and there, you know, I, I can't, you know, being at that tax bracket, it, it takes some sacrifice, it takes some sleepless nights. Uh, I have to understand that that comes with the territory. And honestly, I, I have, uh, I've got some newfound motivation and that's what I'm going for. So that would be the three things on my bucket list that I want to share. So for my next question, it comes from Kayla Strong Roots Finest. Um, I love this woman. She actually believed in me and wanted me to coach for her gym. Uh, I mean, I, that's disclosed information, but whatever. Like, like I said, we, we being vulnerable and open here. Uh, this woman believed in me. She wanted me to coach at her gym um, when I kind of was kind of left hanging at the gym I was at back in North Dakota. Uh, and she wanted to take that chance. And, you know, I, I chose loyalty over that. So, I mean, I ended up not coaching for her, but thank God that uh, he laid, God laid another situation in my lap uh, when I came here to Michigan. But shout out to Kayla. That's my dog. I love her to death. Uh, her question was uh, my favorite soundtrack. Man, this is a loaded question. Uh, I chose two overall. My first one would be the Tarzan soundtrack. I grew up on it. The soundtrack is just as good, if not better, than the movie, and the movie is easily one of the best Disney movies. And my second one would be the Black Panther soundtrack. And mainly because Kendrick ate the whole, the whole sound, the whole album he ate. And 
all the songs fit the movie perfectly and it was very pro-black and it was i don't know it was powerful it, it was an amazing album just put it like that so that would be my i got two but those are my two favorite soundtracks and last but not least my final question is from leah uh leah shout out to leah that's that's my dog but she was actually one of my first friends at the gym when i first started crossfit uh we had the 5 30 crew or 5 a.m crew uh we were very high energy at five in the morning i don't know what was up with us but i mean the whole crossfit community is full of crazies anyways we kind of know people think we're cult i kind of agree <laughs> but i know leah was definitely one of those people that pushed me into loving CrossFit because of how high energy she was, how positive she was. And I fed off of that. And it, it made me become more positive. It made me more excited to wake up to get to the gym knowing that I had people like her that was gonna be there pushing me to the end. And I was able to push her to the end. And yeah, she's an amazing person. So she came with actually a few questions, but it all pertains to one thing. Her first question was, uh, what are barriers that prevent new members at the gym? Uh, and when she says gym, I'm going to assume all gyms, even though I know she may be talking about CrossFit gyms specifically. But I think all gyms can kind of come together for this kind of question, because I think the answer stays the same. I think some of the barriers for gyms as a whole is one people tend to come in and they think that they have to do what everyone what else what everyone else is doing right away and it scares them off they see people doing you know muscle ups on the rings or walking on their hands or bench pressing 350 10 times or running a mile and able to come back and do pull-ups and it's like Dang, so this is what you expect me to do? I mean, I'm I can barely do ten push ups. I can barely do two push ups. I could barely do ten air squats and you want me to work out with this guy that's doing Murph in less than thirty minutes? Like that's that's kind of wild to me. Um so I think that's that's probably one of the bigger barriers in the gym culture. Uh, her second question is how to remove the barriers. Uh, I'm just going to say how to remove the barrier that I mentioned. I say the way to remove that is potentially having intro classes where you have people who are, are new to whatever it is, like just normal like commercial gyms or um, like the CrossFit gyms, you could have just a, a intro class with people who are completely new or relatively new to the atmosphere, to the world that they're about to get themselves involved in. So they don't have to constantly see these people that's throwing up all this, these heavy weights and having all these crazy numbers. And they feel like they have to live up to that. If they're around people like them, 
that's working to to be just a little bit better at a time and they're at their level weight wise or they got some of the same goals and are they starting from the same places i think that that would help them tremendously at least mentally it'll, it'll get them going and you know they'll have some similar struggles they would be able to get through those struggles together and kind of like how i described leah having that person at the gym that's going to have that kind of energy and that drive to push you to get that last rep in that's kind of how being with someone at the same level as you would feel like and she had one final question which is um what are my thoughts on the influence i have on people as a coach and how do i prepare for those responsibilities uh i think my answer is simple my my thoughts on my influence as a coach is essentially to fall into what i think my purpose is uh i guess not necessarily make the person that I'm coaching or I'm training smile all the the time. That would be kind of, kind of crazy. You think somebody getting, going through a crazy workout and they're smiling the whole time. No, no, but I do want them to feel like they, they got what they came for. I don't want them to be there and they're like, man, I'm bored or I don't feel anything from this or he's not, you know, following through with what he, was telling me from the start or I, I want people to feel like excuse me I want people to feel like that they got something from my coaching I want them to feel like they could come back to me knowing that the the credibility is there everything I say everything that I show is what they're gonna get from the experience of being coached by me and in some of the ways I think I will prepare to to deal with those responsibilities as a coach is one listening to the people that coach longer than me and taking in everything that they have learned throughout their experience and also listening to the people that I coach and the people that I train because everyone's different. I can't coach one person the way I would coach the next. I can't be super hard on a person that responds better to you patting them on the back and telling them that they're doing a good job. And I can't be patting someone on the back and telling them to do a good job for a person that wants to be yelled at or needs an uh, extra push needs to be, you know, needs me yelling and getting loud so the way I prepare is really taking in the knowledge and listening to everyone around me that I know is, is put time in coaching put time in training and also listening to the people that I am training and I am coaching what's good y'all and welcome to the safe space podcast I'm your host, Justin Talaferro. Here on the Safe Space Pod, I plan to create a space that's fun, emotional, vulnerable, open, honest, and overall worth your while, as well as mine. Talking about subjects like accountability, self-awareness, and having children. 
also touching on touchy subjects like grief, childhood trauma, and the importance of mental health. So make sure to tune in every week to see how I make this space one you want to revisit. With that being said, how can I make this space safe? Before I close out the episode, I would love to give a shout out to my boy TP. Uh, TP actually made the intro song for the episode. Uh, That will continuously be the intro for every episode. Uh, I really appreciate him making that for me. Uh, I really, really am grateful for having good friends in my life, good people in my life. Um, So shout out to him. Shout out to my dog. Also shout out to my boy Excel, like I said earlier, he uh, he was the one that did Talking Black podcast with me uh, when I was in North Dakota still. Shout out to him. He's one of the inspirations for this show. Uh, he's grown to be one of my best friends. So shout out to him. Uh, lastly, shout out to all of my family. Uh, we had a memorial service for my dad. Like I said, he passed away last month. Uh, very uh, so the source still opens the emotions are still there but shout out to my family uh, we had the memorial service this past weekend and it was beautiful it was amazing it was very good to see my family some family members I haven't seen in years and I mean the only real form of contact has been Facebook so again shout out to them I love y'all I appreciate all everything that y'all did appreciate y'all showing up so Again, shout out to y'all. And before I go, make sure y'all go and follow the Facebook group. Uh, Like it, share it, join it. Uh, It's called the Safe Space Podcast. Very simple. Uh, Make sure you pass the word around, get the word around. There's plenty more that is going to happen with this show. I got plenty of things to talk about, plenty of guests that I want on the show. whether local, whether they're friends, maybe some big names. We'll never know. We'll see. That's up to y'all. That's up to y'all. I don't know. Um, we're going to have a YouTube soon, so the visuals will come. I'm going to get the TikTok together. We're going to get this thing going. I'm, I'm serious about this, y'all. This, this is about to get real. All right? It's about to get real, real. But, again, make sure you like and join the Facebook group. Make sure you follow the IG for this podcast. It's a V underscore underscore safe space underscore underscore also feel free to follow my personal page i am jt underscore 14 and i want to thank y'all for listening to episode one we got a great future episode one is finished i want to thank you for listening and i hope i put you in a place to make you feel safe y'all have a good one